The content of this podcast is personal opinion of the hosts and guests and is not to be taken, interpreted, or perceived as medical advice on the practice of medicine. Hi, welcome to the Aesthetic Podcast. I am your host, Aesthetic Ann, R-N-C-A-N-S. And I am your other host, Sarah, but today I'm the main host because I came up with this topic. I've been pushed aside. Yeah, you've been demoted. Hi, I'm Aesthetic Sarah today. (laughs) (laughs) I came up with this topic um, that I think is really good for consumers to know. It's just, I think it's a good way of explaining aesthetics and how it works. And I mean, Anne's the one who taught it to me, but I'm just taking credit for thinking to talk about it on the podcast. There you go. So today we're talking about youthfulness and how aesthetics works for different age groups. Kind of the timeline. The timeline, if you will. So the timeline is this, preventing, maintaining, and reversing. There are three very different concepts. And then resurrection. <laughs> That's <laughs> Okay, sure. I like that. That's the fourth one. Resurrection. So each one is very different. It, they look very different. They have different treatments. They have different purposes, different goals, and they kind of fall into categories of different age groups. So number one is preventing. Let's talk about that. When do you prevent? What does it mean to prevent? Share a little bit of that with us. Well, preventing is, like I said, you prevent it. Before it happens, mm-hmm. a lot of that starts happening in your 20s. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to start some aesthetic treatments in your 20s. And the most common to begin is people start looking at skincare lines and caring about what they're washing their face with, what they're using as you know cleansers and moisturizers, especially sunscreen. You definitely need to be using sunscreen in your 20s. You need to be using it younger than that. But you need to be using sunscreen for preventative measures to mm-hmm. keep the sun from breaking your collagen and elastin down. Yes. And then um, you can also start using the neurotoxins. As I, a preventative. Yeah, as a preventative. I, I suggest after 25. Mm-hmm. I, I think that before 25, it might be pushing it. It's prematurely preventative. Preventable. <laughs> That's definitely prophylactic. Being prophylactic, <laughs> but um, they teach their own. We're not telling you not an age you restriction, yeah, right? I'm not saying you can't. This is just, just your opinion. A lot of people in their twenties they start noticing, like around 26, 28, they start noticing that when they actually make a facial expression, there's a line there. Now, when they relax, when they're static, the line's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. But if it's there when you move then there's going to come a point where it will actually be there and stay. Mm -hmm. So you want to prevent that. So you could actually start putting the neurotoxins in that area. Um, And then, of course, you know, filler in the lips, that's not really a preventative thing. That's just because people want it. Mm -hmm. But you could start doing, like I said, the skincare. You could start doing the neurotoxins. You could start doing some facials. The hydrofacials, the chemical peels, and things like lasers. that. Lasers. Lasers. I'm yeah. not a big laser fan. I know, know but everyone else fan. out there is. So we still got to mention some it. people out there. <laughs> but you know, it's so doing the, doing the, doing chemical peels and facials. I'm a big facial person because just the physical motion and and the stimulation, friction, the, just the physical motion, the friction, the stimulation of of the skin, you know, doing that to the skin, it's going to keep that collagen active. Yeah. So those are things that will, you know, help keep your skin looking young. 
Yeah. So out of these three categories, the preventative is obviously the most proactive. It's also, I would say, the smallest population because, you know, unless you live somewhere like L.A. or New York where this is like very culturally prevalent and in your face, you don't really think about this stuff <laughs> until it's in your face. In right, your exactly. face. Exactly. <laughs> um, but when you're proactive and you think about these things, you can be preventative and that's in your, you know, early to mid to late twenties, maybe even a little bit of your early thirties. Then we move into the next phase, which is maintenance. So talk to us a little bit about maintenance. You like how you look, you're maybe starting to, you've, you fully like, aged up and leveled up to your fullest form, your your oldest form of like right. mid-30s, and you like it, but you want to maintain it. You want to maintain it. And I tell people, when people come in and see me, they're like, oh, I don't want to look weird. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, this is... So everybody listen up. I'm going to give you a huge, a huge secret. This is the key. If you don't want to look weird, don't wait until after 45 to start on this. Mm-hmm. Because if you wait, then we have to put more filler in your face because more of your fat is gone. And then you're going to look weird Mm -hmm. because if you put just a little bitty tiny bit of filler in when you've had just a little bitty tiny tiny bit of fat loss, Mm-hmm. then it's not very noticeable. Mm-hmm. It's like the perfect compensation. So you're maintaining the facial volume that you have mm-hmm. and it doesn't look weird. Right. That's the key. And and if you think about it, a great example is A-list celebrities. They are not doing reversing treatments. I would even argue to say that they're most of them are not doing maintaining treatments. They have started in their early 20s doing preventative treatments yeah. and now they are in the maintenance mode. Absolutely. They've done both. Jennifer Aniston, girl, if you don't think she was getting Botox in her 20s, you're wrong. Yeah, <laughs> like that's, I, 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 I am so, I would die on that fact that oh, I yeah. know she has. Well, she, and she's actually said she's had fillers. She does get fillers mm-hmm. and she gets laser treatments. She's so beautiful. She gets, you know, all these things that keep her collagen going Yeah, and she didn't let um, her facial fat get deflated. Yeah. She's a proactive queen. We stand. Yeah. We want to take a moment to say thank you to the sponsor of this episode, Schroeder Coverage. How much of your business is made up of aesthetic and cosmetic medical procedures? Technology and innovation often work faster than the laws governing them and protecting you. Traditional male practice insurance often does not extend to new and innovative procedures in the aesthetic industry, but don't wait until you have a problem to find that out. Endorsed by Cellular Medicine Association and the same insurance that Aesthetic Ann uses, Schroeder Coverage and their Meta Coverage has a plan that covers all the procedures you perform. You know that your patients are in good hands. Make sure that your practice is in good hands as well. As a listener of this podcast, you can get special access to Meta Coverage's plans tailored to the procedures you perform today so that you can keep innovating to bring your clients and patients the best experience tomorrow. Contact James Schroeder at Schroeder Coverage to schedule a personal consultation. James can be reached at 440-617-9010 or aestheticmalepracticeinsurance.com. All that info is in the description below. Thanks for sponsoring us. Moving on to the final. Do you want to move on or do you have anything else to say? Okay, moving on to the final. I said I I do. (laughs) I'm like, no, I don't want to move on. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. Read that wrong. Okay, keep talking to us about maintaining. A little additional note to maintaining 
is, you know, I always talk about collagen. So you've got your neurotoxins, your fillers, and then you got to keep that collagen looking good, like tight and keep it, keep it making more collagen. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know how I feel about fool sculpting? Yes. Yeah. I do by the name of it. Yes. I know how you feel about right. it. Right. You don't believe in it. Right. I am not a big fan of fool sculpting or just about any any of those treatments like that. However, there is this newer treatment and it does use cryo and it's called cryo T-shock and that thing is the bomb. So they're not like sucking your fat up and like making a big fat block with it, but it is it is freezing fat and it it simultaneously will freeze fat and kill it and it also tightens the skin. Ooh. Yeah. And so you can have this cryo T-shock therapy done. And it's a handpiece, and they're constantly moving the handpiece. So it's very similar to um, some of the treatments where they're moving the handpiece. It gets really, really hot mm-hmm. to get the collagen stimulated from the heat, and you can't leave it in one place because it's like 105. Five or 110 degrees. It's really, really hot, so you can't tolerate it. So they have that to makes me feel like it. a stick of butter. Like, yeah, <laughs> gotta keep moving it. It's gonna melt them. <laughs> yeah, so you got to keep moving it. Um, but also, the extreme cold will tighten up the skin too. And actually, this handpiece, I think it does go from both. I think it like makes your skin really, really cold, and then the handpiece heats up and it goes to warm. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if if you, and I don't know if you believe in like cryotherapy but I'm a huge believer in cryotherapy too so like I don't really have an standing, opinion yeah standing in the cryo chamber mm-hmm. um, that's really awesome so that that's kind of a maintaining to me those are maintaining treatments mm-hmm. too because mm-hmm. you are again keeping that collagen busy active and producing yeah definitely So moving on to number three, the last category, if you will, is probably the largest population of people that are, you know, uh, patients in the aesthetic industry. And it's probably not the place you want to be, but it is the reversing category. Tell us about reversing aging. Yeah. Well, once you get into reverse, you're kind of a little late to the party. Mm Mm-hmm. And not that it's not, not saying, possible. I'm not saying don't come fashionably late. <laughs> yeah. Still come to the party. Still we come. still want you. But for all you 20-year-olds out there, just know. you kind of missed out on some stuff. That's, yeah, that's not where you want to be. But it's not, it's it's possible still. So tell yeah. us what reversing looks like, that category of like late 40s, 50s, 60s. Yeah. So that kind of starts around 45. And as I explain to my patients... As I'm saying this, I point to my face and then I point to my belly and I say, we all lose fat where we don't want to lose it and we gain fat where we don't want to gain it. And that's exactly what happens, you know, when you start in that 45, that, you know, 46, 47 area, we all age the same way. We have certain facial fat pads in our face and they get smaller and they start shrinking and that's why you know you're you're you have bags under your eyes and that's why you look like you don't have any cheeks anymore and your cheeks go flat and your jawline gets all kind of weird and wonky shaped and you're saying you but I know you're not talking to me cuz I did not look like that <laughs> I'm talking to them I'm saying you as in them you as the 45 year old listening to this yes and so I explain these things and we there's even a thing where people's temples 
sink in because they're losing like you have fat in your temples, people. And when you lose fat in your temples and it goes away, we call you peanut head. <laughs> Behind get, your back, we call you that. <laughs> you're getting, well, that's what we call it in the industry. They're like, oh, yeah, she had a peanut head. So I put, you know, filler in her temples and she looked great. And that's like, it, even up on the podium, they're like, as you can see, this patient, they've got the, de, you know, the depletion here, the peanut head and the temples. And that's what we call it on stage. That's funny. Yeah. So, so when you're in, in the reversing mode, when you're trying to catch up, it's really hard to catch up. Yeah. I would venture to say that you, it, it costs a lot more. Like you pay a lot Definitely. more in the long run. Like, because then you start to have to, I mean, you don't have to. You, can't, you, you start to, to consider facelifts and plastic surgery yeah. because they're very intensive at reversing the aging. Whereas if you spent a majority of your adulthood preventing and maintaining, you wouldn't really have to be, again, not have to be, but you wouldn't probably be considering those intensive treatments. Right. Right. And so, exactly. And when you get to that preventative I love when she agrees with me because I'm like, yes, I'm right. <laughs> I don't know anything about aesthetics, but I know that. <laughs> and when we get to that reversing stage, it takes a lot more to get you what we call back to baseline. Mm-hmm. So it costs a lot more money up front. Mm-hmm. Costs a lot more. You have to put in a lot more work. It probably hurts a lot more. Like yeah. you just pay such a price to get right. back to that. So for instance, if you come in and you're... Um, 38 years old, maybe 42, let's say 38 to 42. Okay. That's the time when you're going to start losing some facial fat. I could take one syringe of filler, which is the same amount as like a teaspoon. Mm-hmm. So you could like take a syringe, one mil syringe of hyaluronic acid, and it would be a single teaspoon. I'm sure several people have seen, you know, some of the graphics out there on Instagram about that. I could take that one syringe of filler and I could also take your own PRP and use some of your own PRP mm-hmm. to help your facial fat to kind of regenerate. I can put that one syringe along with your PRP. So that would be a vampire facelift that costs, um, I think it's like $1,400, $1,500. I can't remember. Somewhere around there, you take that vampire facelift. And I can put some a smidgen in your mid-face and your cheeks, a smidgen under your eyes, a little bit along the jawline, in the nasal labial folds. You can really stretch Just, it. I can really can stretch, stretch it all it. Yeah. over the face. You come in and see me at 46, 47, 52, and you've never had anything done, but you're just getting Botox, then that's going to be about four and a half to five syringes because the rule of thumb is for someone that's never had filler to kind of do any facial rejuvenation on them, it's one syringe per decade of age. So if you're 47, we're at 4.7 syringes. We don't sell a 0.7, so you're up to five syringes. And like I said, that's where you're going to look weird because then you all of a sudden, it's not a slow. Right. You you go from no filler to five syringes of filler. Right. And you might look fabulous, but everybody will know. And, And you might want that. You might not want that. And we can do it in ways where people don't know as much. You can go a lot slower. I usually tell people... If they're going to do that much filler, now there's a lot of places they'll do that much filler at once and there's no reason not to. Mm-hmm. It's not that it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you start doing like seven, eight, ten. you know, I wouldn't do that. Plastic surgeon can do that, no problem. I just wouldn't. Mine is like four syringes really max. Mm-hmm. But we could still do, okay, like let's do two syringes this time. 
then come back in a, three weeks or four weeks, let's do another one or two syringes. And you just kind of do it gradually so that there's a gradual change. Yeah. And your friends and family and people don't like notice right away. Yeah. And like I said, you might, that, that might not bother you. I saw a before and after recently of a injector that posted a patient eight syringes, eight syringes yeah. in two sittings. And she looked phenomenal, but she looked phenomenal because her, before photo looked like she was on meth and I don't think she was, <laughs> I, I might be wrong, but in the after photo, she did not look like that. She looked literally 10 years younger. She looked like two different people, like sisters that were 10 years apart. Yeah. She looked amazing in the after photo, but it just like kind of made me sad for her in the before photo that like, she looked like that yeah. probably for like a decade, yeah. <laughs> like a I mean, long time. You've seen some of my before and afters and I, yes. I have this one woman who. I mean, it literally changes their whole um, persona, just, their, their whole persona. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's a great word. Their aura, their persona. She came in. This was when I kind of I'd been in the industry about two and a half, maybe three years. Um, and she came in. She'd been through a rough time. Um, I think gone through a divorce, was working really hard and it showed. And she also was very distrusting. And in her before photo, like you can see in her eyes that she just had this very distrusting. And I'll tell you, I was terrified to work <laughs> on her. I was so scared because she had this look of like, I just don't trust you. Oh I gosh. just, oh yeah. It, it, scary. Yeah. She was like, I just, and you better not screw me up because I'm going to hate you if you do. And I'm telling you, I was terrified. And a year later, because it was a little bit of a transformation with some chemical peels, with some regular microneedling at the time. We didn't have radio frequency then. And especially with the Botox and the fillers and the things that I did with her fillers and rebuilding her face. I Five years after that, she looked 10 years younger than when she originally came in. Wow. Because I have some, I, I stole a photo or two off of her facebook page <laughs> i'm sure she didn't mind <laughs> she did i asked her i'm like hey can i but yeah like but and you can just see in her original before and after photo mm -hmm. her after photo her eyes we did nothing to her eyes mm -hmm. we i didn't even do any filler around her eyes but her eyes the light in her eyes literally came back she was happy she looked rested i mean it was amazing mm -hmm. so you can still get that but i do recommend you know, less is more. So start younger. Yeah. And you're, it's really six, one way, half a dozen, another, you're paying for it either way. You're not going to save money by saying, Oh, I'm going to wait to get Botox when I hit 45, you're going to pay for it either way. It's just, do you want to be proactive about it and preventative and maintaining, or do you want to get to 50 and look in the mirror and be like, Oh my gosh. And, and want to reverse it. Either way, I think that you're going to turn out gorgeous, whatever you want to do, whenever you want to do it. But we're just laying out really the the categories of people and what their goals are at different ages of aesthetics. That's all. Right. The biggest thing that you can do for yourself at any age, okay, at any age, but the younger you start, the better, is sunscreen. Mm -hmm. Protect the skin that keeps the collagen from being broken down by the sun. It keeps your elastin intact. Got to start with sunscreen. 
And then the next thing you could do is anything that's going to stimulate collagen. So even those rollers, I know people think that those rollers are a bunch of crap. The jade rollers? The, yes, the jade rollers, but they're really not. Mm-hmm. Like washing, which yeah. is like jade carving your like face out. Who Like who cares if it's not scientifically proven? If it feels good, then do it. <laughs> like, but yeah. it is, it's stimulating the face. It's, I mean, it's the same as like if you want your muscles to be limber and to be flexible, stimulate them, like right. stretch them flex them so blood flows in there and is like it's like a house that if you don't I mean, use it it's going to break down yeah you know? and and by using those jade rollers and stuff especially on your neck i'm telling you women use those on your neck your neck your neck your neck but you know you use it for three months yeah you're probably not going to see a difference but i'm telling you you use that sucker for 15 20 years yeah you're going to look and i'm saying no botox or fillers you just use a jade roller that's doing stim, you know collagen stimulation cuz it's it's tugging and moving the skin just mm-hmm. the simple tugging it's going to you're going to look totally different 20 years from now than the rest of your friends well let me clarify when you put it all not, together you're going to look fantastic let me clarify not tugging and pulling cuz like when you apply makeup don't like stretch your eyelid to put on your eyeliner but it's the it's the touching it and pressing on it, and that gets blood flow, collagen stimulation. Right. But not like stretching your face back and pulling it forward well, and pulling on your neck. Thank you for that clarification. That is true. Yes. Not yes. the stretching, but the touching and the pressing yeah. of it. Yeah. That's going to make a big difference. So I'm not a dermatologist. I'm just repeating what I hear on TikTok. She's not all. a dermatologist, and she's not an aesthetic nurse, and she's not an aesthetic <laughs> podcast host, but she plays all three <laughs> right now. Well, I'm done. I'm done being all those three. I'm not an imposter. We're going to wrap this episode. Thank y'all so much for listening to this. Um, We really appreciate feedback. If you have any feedback, if you agree with us, disagree, what are your thoughts? What's your, what's your input on this topic? We'd love to know your personal experience. Like tell us your age and what like mode you're in right now. Are you in the maintaining? Are you in the reversing? Are you in the preventative? Um, Let us know. Follow us on Instagram. Are you in the reincarnation stage? Oh my gosh, that's... I hope not. I don't want anyone listening to this who's, who's, you said resurrecting. I know I said resurrection first, but then I thought about, I'm like, actually reincarnation would be better. That's true. Well, you can uh, always follow us on social media at Aesthetic and RN and Facebook at Aesthetic and RN. And if you ever want like a more personal connection, you can always email us Aesthetic and RN at gmail.com and make sure that you share this with your friends, share this with people that you might who you think would might find this interesting because it's just great to be educated on this stuff. Thank you guys for listening. We love you and we'll see you in the next one. Bye.